everyone listening to Round Guys Radio Network. Real quick, why don't you sign up for our newsletter? Whenever we have a new episode, we have a newsletter release. The only time we push one out, go over to roundguysbrewery.com slash RGR. Thank you for listening. Dan, what was the first thought that came to your mind when I asked you to draw a classic girl? My first thought was trying to define all those terms. <laughs> to be honest, the first thing that I thought of was, oh, I wonder if he's got like a pet. I, I call my dog my little guy or whatever. Maybe somebody calls their dog their classic girl. Until you illuminated me to the, to the origins of the name of the song, and then it all kind of fell into place. Hey friends, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Brewery on the Round Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Bill McGinney. Today I have Dan Yell. That is Yell with a Y-O-W-E-L-L. Dan is actually one of our newer artists and he designed this great art scheme for the label Classic Girl. For those of you listening in real time, you know that Round Guys Brewery is currently running a contest where you can receive a four-pack giveaway, a $15 gift card, and an autograph print from Danielle of this Classic Girl label. I'm going to dive into the contest a little more. So if you're listening after the fact, after the, the deadline of this contest, which is March 13th, 2021, feel free to just skip ahead. There are four ways that you can actually participate in the contest. Two things you have to do. First, you just sign up to our weekly drinking companion right at the bottom of the website on roundguysbrewery.com slash contest. There's an easy spot to sign up there. And second, just tag us with your favorite beer can from Round Guys Brewery on Instagram. Additionally, there's two additional ways you can really rack up some points. Try all the beer, doing all the beer flight. This is optional. You don't have to do it. You get 10 points there. Just tag us in a picture of you having all the beer. Or get five points by using our Classic Girl frame on your Facebook profile. Just tag us when you go to set it up. Also, if you want to rack up points just on a cans, feel free to take as many, tag us in as many pictures as you have of your round guys, you and your round guys brewing company cans on Instagram. Really appreciate it. Okay, today's show. Today's show is about this guy, Danielle. He's an interesting character. He is literally, I think of him as the artist philosopher. You may too, maybe you won't. But you got to hear some of the things he says because his art is more than just coloring and designing and, and pairing themes and pairing colors and pairing shades and pairing angles to it. There's a definite philosophy, even though he won't admit it. Without further ado, let's jump into the show. You can also find this show if you go to roundguysbrewery.com slash RGR and sign up for our mailing list there, but you'll see details of the show. And don't forget the contest, roundguysbrewery.com slash contest. I'm Dan Yowell, and I'm an illustrator and UX designer from outside Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. When I think of beer, I draw, and it sounds like when you guys make beer, you're listening to music. And I think it's really interesting that beer and craft beer, that whole scene, does have all of these like tendrils that hook into artistic expression, and in different ways for different people, it makes it a really dynamic, creative, energetic community. I always really like that about it. Yeah, one, me getting to do like crazy art for a brewery that appreciates crazy art is awesome. And I love that. And then two, layering musical meaning on top of art, on top of beer. It's 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 great. It's like Aslov's like hierarchy of needs, but all art and expression and inebriation. It's just the way I would like to live. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, your designs are, they're really creative. They're really abstract. Where do you find that abstraction? It seems to be a style that you really have honed in on. I don't know. I, uh, I, I tend to just pick up a pen and put it to paper and, and kind of let the pen do what it wants. And like Chronomancer, am I, am I pronouncing that one right? That's correct. Yep. Chronomancer. Yeah. That, that label I actually drew at the bar in round guys while I was drinking. And it was just the, the beer I was drinking at the time is kind of what I was drawing. <laughs> and then that, that's the thing that came out of it. I, I, I've actually done some reading since I've kind of started doing this stuff and I've learned a little bit more about, you know, automatic drawing and like kind of letting the unconscious get through the conscious thinking. And it's, it's kind of another way to dream, to let your, your brain process things that it just needs to chew on for a while. So it's, it's kind of rad that the thing that comes out of that is useful to people that, that abstraction that, I don't know, manic expression like that, like people see what they want to see in it and it kind of becomes accessible to more people. Yeah, another thing that I think stands out in addition to the way you craft it is there's always some kind of metaphysical type philosophy behind it. Why don't you tell me a little bit about how you <laughs> philosophize some of the art? And I know specifically we have a new label coming out for Sabotage. There's oh, a lot, There's yeah, there's a lot of philosophy that goes in the back end of this this design that someone sees and they don't actually notice there there's layered meanings in there. I don't even think of it as philosophy. Really? I, I, I just try to do what I'm thinking about at the time. Like I said before, how like the pen just kind of does its own thing. I think just as I'm processing, whatever it is I'm interested at the time, it tends to come out on the page. So like, yeah, sabotage. It, it happened when, when we were talking about doing that sabotage label. I was in the middle of a class through this school out of New York City online about Freud's death drive. And it was all like the different ways the death drive can show itself in people or in society. All, all you said was essentially sabotage. Go. Let's see what you come up with. And I had just been reading Freud's Beyond the Pleasure Principle. And there is a, a section in there where he describes the, the scorpion and the frog crossing the river and the scorpion attacking the frog. It's an action that shouldn't be a surprise. And Freud points that out as being just in the scorpion's nature, that there's a drive there that isn't really explained. And I think, isn't that relatable? Like, don't don't people get like a thrill when they see something destroyed? Like deep down, they, they don't run a, want to admit to it, but... It is there, and it is weirdly human, and it's something that we don't talk about. You can hear me talking through it. I'm still kind of processing these ideas, and of course, think, it's going to kind of spill out in the art. I think that makes sense, Dan. You think about when you're yeah. a little kid, you would build things, go to a beach, build a sand castle, or you build something in your backyard, and what would you do right after it? Exactly. You and which you- is more fun? Which one gives you more satisfaction? It's up for debate, I think. I, 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 I'm not sure how I'd answer that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure how I'd answer yeah, that. Because yeah, because knocking it down can be just as satisfying as building it back up, and people are interesting animals, you know? I think it's a challenge, right? It's a challenge of seeing yeah. if you can actually build it up, and then it's just <laughs> fun to destroy it, right? Yeah, and, and you know what you can't do until you destroy it? You can't rebuild it again. So there's also this like marriage of death and birth and creation and destruction, and it's at the heart of humanity it's, it's in the heart of people so when you turn on the news and you see people you know wrecking stuff and fires in the streets and all this stuff like there is a part of you that as you learn kind of how brains work and stuff like that that like man they, they are venting really human this is human fallout and it shouldn't be surprising it's actually pretty typical i just find it interesting i just think it's interesting to think about art is a way that i kind of process that 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 thinking i, I actually i listen to a lot of talks and lectures and stuff like that while i draw uh, it's a really good way. And uh, of course, I drink a lot of beer while I draw.
I want to circle back to Classic Girl. Why did you decide on the color scheme? It's a little bolder than really any label we've had. I want to say I, we, it's a really great color scheme. It's, it's different though. Why did you decide on that? And I know Sabotage was the same way. We, you, you kind of went with a much bolder color scheme. Classic Girl, when you told me about Jane's Addiction being the inspiration for the song, and I spent some time, I actually wasn't that familiar with Jane's Addiction. So I spent some time listening to, to some of their songs. Obviously, I listened to Classic Girl, watched the music video, started reading about the band, about the uh, the lead singer's girlfriend, which the song is about. And it, it was like going back in time to the 90s. Like It just reminded me of being back in the 90s as a kid again. And that's why I leaned so hard in the 90s big time on that label. And part of that for me, and this is probably just a totally personal thing that 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 tipped me into this color scheme. But uh, for me, the '90s is rock and bowl, going bowling with the family, with the laser light shows and crazy colored bowling balls and all that kind of stuff, and people wearing wild shoes and stuff. All, all that kind of feels tied in with that Saved by the Bell, really acid bright primary colors that the '90s were full of. So I started with a really intense bright blue because that's the color I see in my head when I have a really nice double IPA. It's like a sunny blue sky. I worked with a, a way of pairing colors called uh, tertiary colors where I can pick a primary color and then kind of mathematically break it down to analogous colors that are conflicting but complementary at the same time. By using that kind of a color sequence, I could make the whole label kind of have a tension sitting on the shelf. It definitely has a 90s color scheme to it. And even oh, yeah. the... The fact that her standing up there against the wall, she's got these tattoos. Now, you mentioned before when we were talking that the tattoos came about because they're just different. They're different Jane's Addiction tattoos, right? Yeah, there's a couple of them in there. Yep. Yep. So we have one round guys in there. But what was the inspiration for having a tattoo? Was it just that the arm was looking too bare and boring without anything on it? No. So I, I, the way she's posed and dressed reminds me of... Reminds me of like punk album covers from when I was a kid, early 90s. And like back in the day, in the 90s, the the kids that were on album covers were 16, 17 years old. And I was wondering, the classic girl from back then wouldn't still be 16 today, right? So I I wanted to draw like, what would would a 33-year-old look like? But still in that 80s rocker mindset. How we appreciate like that. To today. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, and, that. <laughs> and and I, I just assume that like somebody that's in that punk scene, like over the 20 years that go by, like, of course, she's going to get some tattoos. Why the hell not? And of course, some of them will be based on music. Why the hell not? Yeah. So I, I think I also have like a little cassette tape on there too. try to get a couple other little uh, nods to the uh, to the decade. So this episode, we've been talking about the beer classic girl. We've talked about a number of other beers that Dan's designed, including Chronomancer, Deathbound. He also designed Headmaster's Ritual and Ancient Water, are two Irish-style beers. I want to get into a little bit about Classic Girl, since it's a new beer you may not be familiar with. It's a, it's a double IPA, double India Pale Ale. We're targeting 8.5%. That percentage may change when it finally comes out. This is what you would consider a typical hazy, using Citra to provide a soft bitterness and it's actually double dry hopped with Galaxy and Mosaic hops to provide a, a fruity and a floral character. The malt character is going to be a little caramely, a light almond, toasty, pretty pretty basic flat malt character. The caramel and the toasty and the nut character will shine through as a compliment, less noticeable in your tongue, but it will be there. And you'll notice it if you go to a, a, a more a Pilsner-based IPA versus a versus a malt 
bill that's a little more diversified like we have here. Expect the texture to be pretty smooth. I'll expect the appearance to be hazy. It is going to be out in the first week of March. And check out the contest at roundguysbrew.com slash contest. I can't finish this up without talking about Deathbound. And Deathbound's you did something really cool with the actual art. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about right. how you actually, what happened there? What'd you do? Uh, with Deathman, you talk about that uh, like glitch effect. For those listeners out there who may not have seen the label yet, and the label should be coming out in the next month or two, maybe three, the Deathbound label actually has, it, it looks glitchy like a video feed coming in, a digital video feed. And it's pretty sick. It's pretty awesome. I, I oh, think of it, man. I think of it as like a, uh, alien species coming to earth and just sending out like you know you're all gonna die like the video of them right there it's all glitchy um being intercepted somehow or coming across different different digital wavelengths you have out there how'd you get that effect what what were you thinking with that effect the idea behind it actually i think you and i were bouncing ideas back and forth and i came up with this this like hop demon thing because i, I don't know about you guys but 2020 was kind of rough 2020 was a bad year it's probably not healthy to say, but I definitely found comfort in beer. Beer was there for me in 2020 and some dark times. And that, Amen. I appreciate it. Yeah, but but also like there there is like a dark side to that too. So I thought this a hop demon coming to console you or coming to hurt you to really not know where that's coming from. I think that's intriguing because I, I I do think that's kind of an honest mirror. To- well, with with regards to the hop oh, yeah. demon, it really has kind of a, a Stranger Things if Stranger Things was set in the 2000s. Yes. That's, That's kind of totally how true. it feels. Well, I think Stranger Things is totally cribbing some artistic uh, inspiration from like Dungeons and Dragons and Doom's Hellspawn kind of thing. So I tried to lean into that stuff too. He, I, I think the Hot Demon really turned out feeling a lot like one of those flying Doom creatures from the uh, the yes. first couple of Doom games. Yes. Yeah. Which which again totally plugs into that whole like '90s vibe. I totally grew up on Doom. So they, yeah, they were such to, great games. Don't get me started on Doom. Doom was, Dude, the new Doom games are amazing. Are, they? are they? I, I haven't. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I used to have nightmares to that spider thing. You know, the screech yeah, would have. Yeah, yeah I remember Me actually too. having nightmares, like, you know, just out there in the field with your, uh, I forget what kind of gun I had. But, you know, I was, I was literally playing the game as the character. It was kind of like a weird Tron thing going on. And, uh, yeah. Man, a good game does that to you. A good game crawls <laughs> in your head and doesn't let you stop playing it. That's true. Great times. But in 2020, most of the bad news came to me through a phone. And I remember you were the one that was saying, like, oh, man, we should try, like, let's see what this thing looks like coming through a TV or something like that. And I, I took that and ran with it. And I thought, you know, I spent so much time staring at my phone reading bad news. And it would have been so nice if a Martian hop <laughs> bust through my, my cell phone screen and dropped a beer in my lap and just saved me from all the bad news I was doom scrolling through. That was what I was trying to draw. You can call it a hop demon. I maybe he's a hop savior, and all that all that glitchiness is him busting through the signal and just coming to you know hang out the proletariat, help us get through, you know, cope with our uh, cope with our powerlessness. It, it, it's it's good. It's healthy. It, it's true. You know, I'm taking this in the wrong light. Maybe he is a friendly hop demon. I mean, Deathbound, yeah. the name might not, you know, kind of eh, kind of biases you a little bit, right? But yeah, maybe or, he is a friendly. Or, or maybe. Or maybe there's some healthy acceptance there. There we go. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you, you do cross you do cross a threshold in your own life when you accept that you are deathbound and that your time is finite. And I think being locked in your house and told that there's a deadly disease outside 
does make you have conversations in your head about death and mortality. Well, that's I can't whole... wait to try it. I haven't, I haven't gotten to try it yet. Deathbound is a phenomenal Imperial Pilsner. It's, it's really smooth, really good, really tasty. Nice. Uh, you know, for a Pilsner. But I'm all a, about pills these it, days. It, really. It's a, yeah. It's a pills that goes down so easy. That's the scary part. Not going to spoil too much for you, but it's a great beer. All right. I can't wait. What is your favorite James Addiction song now that you've gone through the catalog five times over? I mean, I didn't listen to the entire catalog. I listened to maybe two albums. I, honestly, probably Classic Girl. Probably Classic Girl. It's a good song. I think my like my my taste in music is a little bit more uh, punk, I think, and metal. Jane's, but Jane's Addiction is that kind of late 80s, early 90s vibe that I couldn't take a bike ride without hearing it blasting out of somebody's radio. That was definitely the sound of the suburbs of the suburbs outside Philadelphia. Really, it just made me really nostalgic. It, it scratched an itch that I didn't know I needed scratching. It's right. When you listen to that song, you hear a lot of the 90s in it. A lot of the 90s, yeah, Jane's Addiction really kind of set the pace for the whole decade. A lot of optimism, a lot of naivety, and still a lot of sadness all at the same time. I, yep. I hear a lot of that in 90s That's music. about right. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, Danielle, where can people find out more about you? Oh, thanks, Bill. You could follow me on Instagram at danyowl underscore art, or you can hit my website, danyowl.com. I also recently started like a thriller horror movie podcast called Stabby Stabby with uh, two really good friends of mine. We've been watching movies together for years and years and years, and we, I don't know, if, if the things that I've been saying tonight make sense, but you kind of take some of those frameworks and apply them to old 60s to 90s exploitation and horror movies, and it's a lot of fun. Bill, I really, uh, really appreciate you uh, yeah. yeah, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. That was a fun episode with Dan. That was actually one of the easier episodes I've ever recorded with anyone. Thank you, Dan, for making that possible. Thank you, listeners, for listening this far in. Really appreciate it. I have a, a special little tiny 20-second bonus at the end of this. If you want to keep listening, feel free. Uh, it's just something fun that I recorded before we went live. Uh, but yeah, find out more about the show. Please support the show. If you like the show, please share it with your friends. Go to roundguysbrew.com slash RGR. Sign up for the mailing list. If you could uh, support the show by just giving a, a like or giving a, giving a review or, or mentioning it on whatever social media platform or whatever podcasting platform listen to we really appreciate it you can find all this information more at roundguysbrew.com see our shipping see our our in-house uh, takeout and sit-in menus you can actually order food straight through roundguysbrew.com order beer sent to your house in pennsylvania through roundguysbrew.com so give it a shot again thank you friends and i'll see you next time well we use a lot of songs for our our label names right you think of yeah, professor yeah. booty you think of any number of songs, Sabotage or Sanctified, Kiss Off, a whole bunch that are usually song-related in some way, shape, or form. Actually, I always make a joke of it. People who get all the beer flight, you know, the flight that's literally are 16 beers in a flight. Yeah. I always say, like, you can have that for free if you can figure out all of the bands that these like beers every band. go to. Yeah, every <laughs> band. And they'll get, they'll get three-fourths of the way there, and then that's it. And then they're, they're drawing straws and just hoping to God they can just pick something out of there.